now. 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 It's time for your VO news served piping hot and fresh. Gather round. It's time for the voiceover cafe. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another fabulous version of the voiceover cafe. I forgot where the cafe was because I haven't shown up for a uh, a damn show since the Carter administration. How are you guys? <laughs> yeah, thanks for finally showing up, Terry. We're good. And Matt, you probably didn't really, did you really understand the Carter administration reference? Not only does it date me, but Jesus, you're a Canadian. Isn't it that Marvel character, the, uh, the, the woman in the suit? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. <laughs> Oh, here's who we have at the uh, here's who we have at the cafe today. We've got the fabulous Trish Bassani. We've got Peter Bishop, and we've got Matt Golrick. I never could say your last name. Goldrick, something it's, like that. Yeah, I, I I think it's one of the two. Matt Goldick. <laughs> <laughs> He'll take that. I'm sure. No, it's it's Cold Dick. Oh. Oh my God. Col Colrick. Colrick. This I'll is the show. Anything cold at this point? It's freaking this, 95 degrees here. It's really hot here too. You know, this is the show where you learn a ton in the first five minutes <laughs> about nothing you ever wanted about to know. No, absolutely <laughs> not. So, um, well, this is interesting, you guys. I, I finally got. I'm, I'm a little behind the times. You know the Square app where you can swipe a credit card in your iPhone. Mm -hmm. Well, I finally got the swiper in the mail. So I've got my app set up. Because, you know, with, with all the conferences and all the times you meet a client face-to-face, -face, which is still very effective, by the way, when it comes, comes to negotiating a gig or whatnot, you can swipe their credit card right on your iPhone. And uh, this was something that was invented years ago. But, of course, you know, I'm Mr. Gadget Guy, and yet I'm late to the party on this one. But I got so excited about getting the swiper in the mail, so I'm taking my own credit card about a half hour ago, and I've swiped it six times, accidentally charging myself $750. <laughs> what? <laughs> you didn't even give yourself a your... discount. No, I didn't even give myself a discount. But here's the deal, Peter. I charged myself full rate. Ah, ah. Ooh. <laughs> Is this a little segue into customer relations and applicable oh, discounts? God, it actually might be. Ooh. You know how smooth my transition is. Nice guess, Peter. <laughs> it is really hot here in the cafe. Is the uh, is the swimming pool open? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm just. I'm like swimming in the booth here. It's nasty. Well, for those of you uh, listening to the call, we here at the VoiceOver Cafe make loads of money. So we were able to build a swimming pool out back to throw parties and to cool off and throw all kinds of events. And what I'm understanding is Peter is quite the lifeguard. Oh, yes. Yes. I will sit there and watch someone drown with professional <laughs> ease. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, but guys, I heard that Jordan pissed in the deep end. Oh God, of course he did. Oh, wait, how could he piss in the deep end when he's in an ISDN session? But th this is one of those things, though, isn't it? We're, we're all sitting here as, um, <clears throat> I use the word advisedly, professional voice artists. So, yeah, those sessions come up, and we all know what it's like with an ISDN session. Um, that you can get that call, and you've got to be, are you there? Yes. Can you do uh, a session for us? Yes. Because that, <laughs> because that pays. This doesn't. <laughs> no, this, this doesn't. But why doesn't this pay? Haven't we been doing this show long enough? Can't we get one damn sponsor? Well, we, we do have a sponsor, but we kind of have an agreement with them. <laughs> who, who is this again? Who is, who is our sponsor? Don Florian from oh. VoiceOver Extra. We, we trade. So, okay, listen. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set the record straight right now. Florian, we love doing the barter thing, but we want some fucking money. 
we want 500 bucks a show or we're going to go to one of your competitors. <laughs> hey, that'll probably only cost him 500 bucks a year, though. Fun, fun, fun. Oh, well, hey, you know what? Speaking of uh, just, you know, speaking of outdated stuff and the fact that I, you know, took forever to get on Square and um, I, I just want to say, you know, you get so used to, you know, working with clients over Skype or or Facebook Messenger, which seems to be a very popular app to be communicating. And I just got to say, I met with a, uh, I try to meet my clients locally here for coffee or lunch, the old fashioned way of actually meeting them face to face. Have you guys ever actually heard of like sitting down with somebody and you're about five feet away from them and you're having a conversation live in person? Have, have you guys heard of that? Or like Never. with FaceTime. It's, it's so last millennium, Terry. <laughs> it's funny. I suppose you do have to because the, the if you want to give a client sometimes, going to see them can be better than the enormous postage you'd have to spend on one of those big seven-inch reel-to-reel tapes. <laughs> yes. So if you're, uh, if you're living back there... No, seriously, um, yes, I love meeting clients. If I get a... Um, I, I love getting into studios. I, I always say to people, I'm close enough to New York to get into in there anytime I want, but it's far enough away to be a pain in the ass. But if I get an opportunity just to go and sit down and chat with an engineer, a producer, or even the admin staff at mm -hmm. uh, a production house, that's time well spent. Well, and for those of you that are new to VO, I mean, we get so sucked into the digital world and all these cool apps and online gadgets. There's still a couple of, you know, there's old school ways that are still very effective as far as, you know, uh, growing a relationship with a client. Not only meeting them face to face, but uh, I had recently, not too long ago, did a snail mail campaign marketing locally for small businesses. And all it was, it, it was niche based. It was all about improving their on hold message. It wasn't, it wasn't broad. I didn't say, hey, I can do your audiobook commercial theme park announcement or blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, it was very, it was very, very niche. It's like, you know what? Let me improve your voicemail, blah, blah, blah. And, and the snail mail postcard campaign was very, very effective. I mean, I didn't get rich off of it, but, you know, it got me like four or five pretty steady clients. And that's something that, you know, we get so wrapped up in all these fancy, glamorous, shiny online toys that we forget that actually mailing something to somebody is still effective. Trish, do you are you still doing that as part of your marketing? Yeah, I still send out postcards to niche clients or, you know, niche uh, markets, I guess, because I, I do a lot of medical ads. I have the kind of that warm, that warm, compassionate, you know, things for cancer centers and health, you know, uh, healthcare hospitals, that sort of thing. Um, and so there's actually ad agencies that specialize in that whole industry. So um, I kind of, I wind up sending out stuff to the ad agencies. I haven't sent any direct marketing to like hospitals, but, um, but yeah, yeah. So I've done it for e-learning. I've done, you know, and I have each postcard, you know, typed up. But let me ask you, Terry, you got four or five clients. How many postcards did you send out that resulted in that? 900,000. <laughs> That's an ROI. I think it was probably a couple hundred, but you know, I mean that that the, the clients are they're still cheap. coming back to me. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. they're cheap and they're still coming back to me and hiring me to do like updated uh voicemails and I'm, you know, I actually kind of targeted local 
dental offices. Because if you call around to various dental institutions and offices and you listen to their on-hold message, uh, nine out of ten times, it sucks ass. Yeah. Terry, could I ask you a question about the, the postcards? Yes. Um, now, I've done some investigation with someone and we prepared a bunch of cards. Um, and we got a deal through Moo, and I'm sure there are lots of other people who produce them. But what it actually turned out to be was the most significant cost involved with that is the actual postage. So the cards themselves are actually cheaper than the stamp you have to put on them. Mm-hmm. So very- don't think of it as being as an expensive thing it, it, you're talking about a, a dollar a shot something like that maximum or if you're working locally you get an intern to go and deliver the postcards for you oh, but in, interns need to eat as well terry we cannot <laughs> abuse poor interns it's not slave labor i mean sorry you got amendments to the constitution that stop that <laughs> 12 years an intern good. that's good that's a good point though the the postage is uh not cheap and but uh, I mean, it's thirty-four cents a postcard, and so it's thirty-four dollars for a hundred of them. I just get a roll of a hundred. I mean, it's a hundred dollars for for three hundred postcards. Yep. And and then you know whatever the postcards cost, which if you get a uh, hundred or three hundred postcards is probably. I think I usually get them in 500 and it's like 80 bucks for 500 of them. So it's less than $200. I get mine through Staples. I, I don't know where you guys, you know, but I like Staples uh, online uh, design and stuff. And uh, and I I mean, it works works for me. And yeah, it's under 200 bucks. Right. So it's about 70. There's no, there's no math in VO. But, but it's working out about 70, 70 cents a shot, which is probably going to give you a good ROI. Even just yeah. a couple of jobs out. If you're spending two hundred bucks, just three, yeah. four jobs out of that, it's, it's a good ROI. Yeah. And, and the thing that I've found with um, with IVR and and you know on hold messages is that they often turn into other voiceover jobs with that same company. Like you might start off doing voicemail for them, which is you know not the most lucrative medium that we we work in in voiceover. But then as it turns into commercials or web videos you know they'll they'll call you up and say like hey you did this voicemail and now we're looking to do some advertising uh so it's a great way to get your foot in the door with a paying job and then potentially have uh, future work come back well i'm keeping the fingers crossed on that because i do a bunch of ivr for jaguar land rover and i'm waiting for the call that says ah we're dumping tom hiddleston uh, we want you <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed, guys. It's such a great job on their voicemails that now they want you to do everything. Yeah. <laughs> You'll I also have to squeeze that. into a, uh, a Nordish guard suit. It, it goes back to the point where you actually have to do, you still have to do some legwork in this business. And it's, it's, it's interesting because when I get phone calls from new talents or people that want to get into this fabulous business, they'll, you know, many times they've already gone through some type of a coaching program and gotten them, you know, a pretty good demo they're not always great but some of them are are pretty good but you know they they start complaining about not getting any work and uh not only have they not actually sent out the demo i mean this is we're talking you know marketing 101 no-brainer stuff here but they they don't do stuff like this they're not doing snail mail marketing uh the way we've just explained i mean it's more than just getting a demo nobody's gonna knock on your door with a big giant pool full of money because they heard a rumor that you had the voice of god can You'd I, be surprised uh, how many people actually believe that, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, I have this have to say. I have to have the same conversation with with many people. It's no fault of their own. They're just they're very naive because they're very green to the industry. But yeah, believe it or not, actually, 
you know, when you're done with your demo, you actually have to do some work. Damn it. Can I, can I write something on the back <laughs> of that? It, it's very much to do with marketing and image and getting your name out there. there something came up on uh, Faceplant either today or yesterday about these ongoing scams. Now, we've covered those, and let's not go down that route. But the thing that came, seems to come up all the time, uh, which sparked the conversation, was, uh, and their email is a Hotmail account, an Outlook account, a Yahoo, an, uh, an AOL. I mean, mm-hmm. seriously. I mean, I know some VOs use a Gmail account for some utility work. But mm-hmm. seriously, if you're contacting clients and you've got a Hotmail account, you're probably going to find yourself in a spam filter. Yeah. And it costs so little to... You don't even have to have a, a website and uh, custom hosting. Just to get a domain, uh, if, even if you can't get your own name, just to get your own name with voiceover or VO on the end of it, have a mail account attached to that so you have... It, it's all part of your image. Who are you? Oh, I'm the voice of God at gmail.com does not convince anyone. Mm-hmm. So no, and I can't even believe Hotmail is still around, and so is AOL. That's what I know. I tell people like, well, first off, if we're if we're going to work together, you got to get rid of your AOL account. Yes, Yahoo is the other one. It's like I, I know Yahoo is is around, but um, I I was talking to somebody. Oh, it was Melissa Exelberth the other day, and um, she. I was asking, I mentioned something about the, remember the old Yahoo forums before mm-hmm. Facebook existed? And they were going? like yeah. these chat. Yeah, apparently they're still Yahoo going. I had for one. Uh, Trish, you and I, I think, met on one. I Actually, I believe we did. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big one way back when I met Liz Dineshnera on one of those. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that was amazing. That was the that was the the big one back then. I can't believe that they're still running. It's cra- It's kind of crazy, but this voice. I, I, I think they serve a purpose because there's a lot of people out there, and I absolutely respect the point that they won't go near Facebook because they think it's toxic. And I get that. I I, I I wish I could feel like that about it. I just get I get sucked in because it's yeah. such mm-hmm. a time sink. So yeah. there, there's a good place for a, uh, just a, a regular tight community forum i think that's not within that oh while i'm in facebook i'll go out and check the funny kittens and things (laughs) and the political posts those wonderful sincere and really thought-provoking political posts i know they really make me think about things and want to change my mind all the time yeah so convincing especially when you know apparently everybody was at the scene of the crime and uh, everybody's an investigative journalist expert it's amazing how everybody knows the answer to everything uh but it's kind of funny that trish mentioned the yahoo group um if you guys remember when voiceover universe was the only place to go to meet other vo's and we're talking that really wasn't all that long ago maybe like 2006 to 2008 it was kind of you know during the simpler days of vo when there was one big conference per year um you know i love a couple of the the vo groups on facebook but i got to admit i kind of miss those simpler days of vo how about you guys yeah it's it's kind of turned into it excuse me but a show in in a lot of in a lot of aspects because everybody's got everybody's an expert and everybody's got an opinion and people are starting all the politics with the whole v.com debacle and 
yeah. it's just yep. been like I'm. I finally just took. I, I'm in the groups, but I turned off all my notifications because it was just. It was just, uh, and they were not even discussions. They just wound up yeah. just turning into an ad, like just a firestorm. And it's. I just have. I, I don't have the capacity for it all the time. It's just too. That's much. why you need. Yeah. You, you need to. You, you need to start your own group, and you need to be the moderator here, <laughs> so you can kick out everybody who isn't cool. Uh, <laughs> I heard a really well, good. Like on that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I had an exchange with someone. We were talking about um, forums and everything. It's someone that we all know. I won't name drop. Um, but they were saying the forums were full of dilettantes and pretenders. And I thought, that's such a wonderful expression. I'm going to use it. And I have just had the opportunity to use it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like on those groups, it is actually possible to reach burnout on the internet. And... It's. I feel like a lot of people get into a, a tunnel where they think they actually can't escape from it, but it is actually quite easily easy to do without leaving Facebook. I've left a bunch of the the Facebook groups um, for voiceover and other Facebook groups, and just have a more focused Facebook experience, if you will. And even some of the other websites online that are, just seem to be breeding grounds for conflict and people who have more time to complain than work, apparently. But, but uh, Matt. Matt, you always leave and you come back as somebody else. <laughs> the, the real Slim Yes, Shady. I did do that once. Yeah, oh. that, but that was when I actually took a, a Facebook hiatus, which I've done a number of times. I Once I left for a oh. year, once I left for like a, a six months, and I created a phantom account where I could still do the things like voiceover cafe where you can't actually operate without a Facebook account apparently. <laughs> I love. What was your alias name on there in our little private voiceover cafe group? What name were you using? Oh, it was Matt, Matt Colsey. <laughs> that's, that's my my wife calls me that sometimes. Oh my Colsey. god, that's fantastic. Well, speaking of social media suckage, what's really helped me in the last uh, you know couple of years is I use my little reminder app on my iPhone that will actually Siri will come on and tell me when to log out because I have it set up in certain little time increments throughout the day where I get the little beep and her message comes on, and then I do actually log out. And uh, imagine this, I actually do work at that time. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got a couple of Seriously, good it does great. You know, and all kidding aside, it actually does help, because once that oh, yeah. beep goes off, then it's like, okay, you know what, I need to get away from this crap for about two hours and, you know, get the shit done that I need to get done, and then, you know, once it's all done, then I can maybe go in and check in. It just, it, it keeps it from being a distraction all day long, because when many of us yeah. who have disorders like ADD and ADHD and OCD, I've been uh, blessed, blessed with all three of them, <laughs> um, but you have to kind of have all these things to kind of help you focus throughout the day, and when we all work from the comfort of our own homes, those little gadgets are definitely necessary. Would you all admit, do you guys have some sort of ADD issue? Who who here at the cafe is mentally ill? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, I've I've, uh, I've never been formally diagnosed with uh, ADHD or anything like that, but it's easy to get distracted. Uh, I, I'm sure we all have points of um, or things that that yeah derail us from our focus throughout the day. And and I agree with you, Terry. Like it's important to use whatever mechanisms that are available to you that work for you to fix that. Because there's yeah, there's no shame in having a little app on your browser that kicks you off Facebook. And I, I started using this one recently on my iPhone, and I think you can get it on Android as well. And it's it's a really neat idea. It's called, it, the app is called Forest, because it's in the trees. 
what it does, uh, like if you need to spend less time looking at your phone, whether it's scrolling through Facebook or just, you know, whenever you uh, have a, a spare moment, you're instantly on your phone um, or you're trying to get work done and, and the phone is the thing that keeps distracting you. What the app Forest does is you plant a tree, right? You plant a seed in the ground virtually. And uh, then you set the timer for how long the tree is going to take to grow. So if I wanted to focus for 30 minutes, I'd say I need a 30 minute time frame. And if you exit out of this app, so if you go to another app or you, you do something else on your phone other than use this app, the tree dies. So you, you are trying to grow this forest of trees through having focused sessions where you don't look around on your phone. It's really cool. It sounds God. like a, it sounds really? like a Tamagotchi to me. A little bit, except Tamagotchi's waste time, and this one it <laughs> saves you time. It, it's That's the gamification of getting work done, and it can work. Exactly. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do they have Do they have different kinds of apps? Like, can I get the one uh, with the marijuana plant? <laughs> you, you could just call it a marijuana plant. Yeah. Just call like it Call plant. it your little bud. I have to keep. Fe- I don't want the marijuana plant to die. That's right. So you're incentivizing this by having a plant that you would like to survive and thrive. (laughs) That is a great idea, Matt. And you know what? This is why Matt is so good that he actually uh, did a presentation at WovoCon without even being there. He's so talented and so gifted that they satellited him in. Satellited it in. (laughs) (laughs) One more time, Terry. Satellited him in. I can't get that special order. <laughs> but Matt, that was uh, that was quite impressive. You actually did a live Skype session, and you did not even have to be there. And that's how gifted you are. Well, it was a shame that I couldn't make it to WovoCon. I was uh, I was planning on being there, and then I had uh, some issues with uh, lovely Canadian immigration, which is all resolved now. But uh, at that time, I couldn't actually leave the country, so I had to cancel my plans for WovoCon, which I was gutted about. But uh, yeah, managed to still do the presentation, and uh, I've done a, a couple of follow-up sessions um, with other other groups remotely, giving that same presentation, which was uh, yeah, which has been a lot of fun. It's terrific! I actually have a new, brand new Canadian client. I gave him a rate of six hundred dollars, so I netted seventy-five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's you know? uh, slightly oh, better than the pound now. Do not talk to me about exchange rates at the moment. <laughs> God. The, the pound has just done a. Can't you guys get something over the carpet. done about this? I don't even go there. But I, you get no sympathy about Canadian exchange rates now. My uh, my my UK clients uh, seriously at one point it was like twenty percent off the mark because the. Yeah. Um, uh, let's not do politics. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I had a funny story. I think Matt might uh, appreciate this. Yeah. I was bullied the other day into doing uh, a radio spot because I didn't want to do it. They said, we really need an Australian. I said, I don't do Australian. They said, please do it. I said, oh, these are people I know. So I was pushed into this role of doing uh, sort of an Australian... Uh, ringmaster for a promo for Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. And I played it to someone and I said, yeah, did, but did they really want a pirate ringmaster? So my Australian <laughs> sounds like a pirate. Not even an Australian pirate. But they loved it and it's it's out there at the moment and it's a little bit Australian. 
in in the way that Paul Hogan is a little bit Australian. <laughs> it, it, well, no we'll subtlety. just call it transatlantic and call it a day. Well, well, <laughs> transpacific or whatever. Transpacific, yeah, it, 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 it yeah, was yeah. right up there with the. Uh, it, it's like a male Butch Edna Everidge. And for everyone that knows Edna Fantastic. Everidge, That's we know perfect. it's male and Butch anyway. We're kind of uh, we're kind of in the era of the reboot now, so I'm really hoping for a brand new Crocodile Dundee movie. Oh, oh God! No. The way they brought both Ghostbusters back, I'm like just rolling my eyes. I don't get it. But yeah, they might as well like bring back to the, Back to the Future and uh, back, bring all those bring bring all of them back, and it'll feel like it's 1984 all over again. Hey, let's reboot Top Gun. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually. I did see something. I saw the Wonder Woman trailer recently. It looked pretty decent. Oh, that one actually might. That one actually might be pretty good. I mean, I like superhero movies. Yes, so do I. And I actually, I watched, actually watched the extended version of Batman vs Superman the other day, and it wasn't as bad as the reviews said. I thought. I think it actually benefited it, benefited it, it, it for being longer because <laughs> it, you actually got the story arc. If they tried to squeeze that in under two hours, so they they let themselves tell the story. Stupid bloody story, but they let themselves tell it, and it was it wasn't as bad as I thought. And that's where Wonder Woman showed up. Well. Ah. Mm-hmm. If they ever do a Beetlejuice reboot, I've got a neighbor that lives about two houses down that would be perfect for the role. <laughs> Michael I'm, Keaton might actually do that, though. <laughs> he seems game for anything nowadays, doesn't he? I still haven't seen Birdman, but I should one of these days. Of love, love Birdman. Good movie. Good movie. Really, really good movie. When we come back and do another show, you know, in about nine months, I think we'll have some fresh stuff to talk about. Yes. Hopefully we'll have uh, Sean and or Jordan uh, with us next time, too. I feel like the gang's not all here, and they're not, so something's what, missing. What about Rob Siglin Peglia? Man, he got... I know. We gotta he, get him back on with the... Uh, the royally uh, fucked. <laughs> <laughs> did, did anybody... I mean, what happened? Suddenly he just kind of fell off the planet, or did, Trish, did you fire him, or what happened? You know, that's, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that. I haven't seen one of his updates in a while. Is he okay? Oh, he's okay. I uh, I had a little fun chat with him about three or four weeks ago. So he's. Oh, okay. uh, I, I think his on-screen acting career is really taking off. I That's think cool. he's had to reprioritize, and I I think he's been um, extremely fortunate. And good luck to him. Uh, well, it, I, I feel group. bad because he's he's still in our Voiceover Cafe Facebook group, and we're always talking about planning the show. And he sees all the posts, and yet he's you know not invited because Trish fired him <laughs> well um it's been great being on the show with you guys once again and you know hey i know peter and trish you'll be there we're gonna have a gathering in december once again are we not gonna do the new york thing again definitely we just have to figure out a venue um maybe we'll do it at hurley's again i'm not sure but uh if we can get a, a special room maybe this time but uh I would, I would love to do that. Yeah, definitely count on whoever's listening to this. Count on the mixer happening the first Saturday of December in New York City, and we'll announce the details uh, later on this year. Deets to Perfect. follow. Yes, I'm just looking to see how far into. Um, well, pencil it in now. Saturday the third. Yep, let's do it, Matt. You'll have to. Uh, you're just going to have to fly in for it. Start cycling we'll now. We'll see. Yes. Do I it. will probably be in Australia. That well, I'm heading to Australia at some point in December, but uh, maybe I can do a, 
a stopover. Oh, yeah. All right, great. Well, we'll uh, we'll work on that, and we'll work on another show. Those of you uh, listening to us ramble on and on and on, listening to our narcissistic... (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, No, really, honestly, I really appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to another fabulous version of the VoiceOver Cafe on behalf of Trish Bassani, Matt Coulter, (laughs) and Peter Bishop. Don't, Don't forget her moniker, Terry. What the, oh, yeah, what is our moniker? It's been so long since we did a show. VO News served up uh, piping oh, hot. God, how can I forget that? And once again, John Florian, I want your f***ing money. <laughs> <laughs> VO News served up piping hot. VO News served up in a hot pipe. <laughs> <laughs> that's, really what the, that's, that's really what the new one should be. VO and News VO- hot like a steaming turd. <laughs> like a steaming booth at this point i'm i'm Shit. dying in here <laughs> here all right you guys thank you uh i'm late so i have to go right now that's a wrap on another episode of the voiceover cafe this is sean caldwell thanks for listening be sure to check out other riveting episodes at voiceovercafe.org 